doing what you need to do. <laughs> he said, just keep doing that and take it day by day. You're doing what you need to do. You're doing good. We needed that little reminder. And I think sometimes we all need little reminders like that. And in our text today from Luke chapter 2, I think Joseph and Mary received one of those reminders or encouragement. Luke 20, or Luke 2, starting in verse 21. Eight days later, when the baby was circumcised, he was named Jesus, the name given him by the angel even before he was conceived. Then it was time for their purification offering, as required by the law of Moses after the birth of a child. So the parents took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. The law of the Lord says, if a woman's first child is a boy, he must be dedicated to the Lord. So they offered the sacrifice required in the law of the Lord, either a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Like all good Jewish parents would do, eight days after a son was born, it was time for the circumcision. It was part of their law. It was part of their custom. And it was a physical reminder that this child, this person, belonged to God. Because it was the people of Israel that were the ones that were circumcised. It was that physical reminder, these are God's people. Another part of their culture was uh, after a woman gave birth, she had to go into a purification time. A time of a 40-day period where the woman would have been considered unclean. So being unclean, you cannot go into the temple. You can't go to the temple to worship. So if you look at between verses 21 and 22, there's probably about a month that has lapsed in between those two verses. Because by the time we get to her, she is now offering uh, what is required by the law to end this purification process. So, five weeks have now passed since Jesus was born. And I perceive that Mary and Joseph's life was normalizing, or getting to that new parent life pattern. The shepherds are back in their fields working. Uh, the visitors, the unknown visitors from the east have not arrived yet. So, here's the baby.
kept these things in her heart, and she thought about them often. So here Mary is holding the baby Jesus, bouncing the baby Jesus, rocking the baby Jesus, shushing the baby Jesus, thinking about all of these things that the Lord had revealed to her as she is holding the child that the prophecy foretold. And I can imagine her at this point just saying, now what? Now what? This young couple did not have much when it comes to money, but they were faithful. And in their faithfulness, they encounter Simeon at the temple. In Luke 2, 25, At that time, there was a man in Jerusalem named Simeon. He was righteous and devout and was eagerly waiting for the Messiah to come rescue Israel. The Holy Spirit was upon him, and he revealed to him that he would not die until he had seen the Lord's Messiah. That day, the Spirit led him to the temple. So, when Mary and Joseph came to present the baby Jesus to the Lord, as the law required, Simeon was there, and he took the child in his arms, praising God, saying, Sovereign Lord, now let your servant die in peace, as you have promised. I have seen your salvation, which you have prepared for all people. He is a light to reveal God to the nations, and he is the glory of your people, Israel. Jesus' parents were amazed at what was being said about him. This part of the story really caught my attention. I mean, they were amazed at what was being said about Jesus. I mean, after, after all of the grandiose and miraculous events that happened leading up to the birth of Jesus, how could they be surprised or amazed? I mean, an angel appeared to Mary and told her what was going to happen. And then this young girl gets pregnant without ever having marital relations. And then an angel appears to Joseph in a dream saying, yes, these things are as Mary says they are. And then a whole choir of angels appeared to shepherds in the field. These are heaven's warriors appearing to these field workers. And then they flock into the village to find Mary and Joseph and see baby Jesus. And they tell their story and everyone is astonished. So after all of that, these words of Simeon still amaze Mary and Joseph. And it's easy for us to look back and think, well, Mary and Joseph, they understood what was going on. I mean, we sang about it last night. Mary, did you know? Well, of course she did. The angel Gabriel told her. But did she understand? I think, to some degree, she got it. And a lot of it, 
She just didn't understand. She didn't have a story to look back on and read in advance like we have. So here she is, holding this baby day in and day out, thinking, all right, now what's next? Cleaning up all of that stuff that comes out of babies, wondering when will these prophecies come about? How will they work? Now, other than the last part of Luke chapter 2, where we find Jesus in the temple at age 12, Jesus pretty much disappears from history until he reappears at his adult baptism. That leaves a lot of time to question and to, to wonder, well, whatever happened to that prophecy baby? It leaves a lot of time to forget the magnificence that was revealed to everybody. And sometimes we, as believers, we need that little that nudge, that reminder, that encouragement of what God did through Jesus and what he continues to do in and through us. We all need that little encouragement sometimes. And I look at this account here in the words of Simeon, not only as a proclamation of a prophecy that was fulfilled, but also as that reminder for Mary and Joseph. And a reminder and encouragement for us also. Every one of us has a story of how you got to the place in life where you are now. We all have our own story. And if you walk in faith with Jesus, if you have proclaimed him as your Lord and Savior, God continues to, to walk you and guide you through your story on these paths. And sometimes when things are tough or the future feels unknown, you need that reminder that he is still with you. You know, that happened to us, my family, on our strange departure from China here to um, Wichita. It was the fall of 2019, and we felt that our time in, in China was coming to a close. So we spoke to Pastor Stan, and we spoke to the search committee about this pastor of missions position. And they invited us to come and join the Eastminster staff, uh, still knowing that we had another nine months of work to finish up uh, in Beijing before we could even come. But feeling firmly that this was God's will, they were willing to wait for us to come. And then in January of 2020, we left to go um, travel a few weeks at our annual conference in Thailand. And you remember early 2020, right? Right, yeah. Um, then we got this email from the embassy in Beijing saying, well, there's this little cold virus out there in the city of Wuhan. And we thought, ah, it's hundreds of miles away. It's not going to be any big deal. Um, fast forward a few months to March. We are now stuck in a guest house in Thailand 
waiting six extra weeks thinking what to do. And then we come back to the States. And we come back uh, to the eeriest, creepiest JFK airport. It's like the apocalypse happened. We're the only people there. All the stores are closed. We're hungry, tired. It was a crazy time. And as at that time, we left our jobs, our home, the kids' school, uh, all our belongings behind, not knowing that we would never get to return. At the same time, the U.S. began to shut down. Schools went online, jobs were remote, everything was unknown. We all lived through that, don't ever want to live through it again or even talk about it much. During this time, we were living in my mom's house, and then we rented a house a little bit. Um, we get a call from Pastor Stan. Pastor Stan says to us, well, listen, I know we extended you a job offer. This is right at the beginning of the pandemic. Like, we don't know if we can actually hire you now. I'm really sorry, but we can't give you this job. So that left us in a, in a place where we had every reason to doubt what is going on. And yet, in that unknown dark time, we knew that we knew that we knew that God called us to come to Wichita. Whether that be sooner or later, whether that means we had to move here and get a job at Starbucks in the meantime, we knew that we were called here. Truly, that's we said to Pastor Sam, we're coming. Even if I have to work at Starbucks, we're still coming. Because in this time, God reminded us, he encouraged us, that he had already paved the way for us to come here. He made our travel plans, plans for us to travel to this little town of Wichita, little compared to Beijing, before anyone knew that there was what a coronavirus was. That was God's hand at work. Perhaps the Lord has led you to do something or to go somewhere. Perhaps the Lord has called you to serve in a specific way. And you know without a shadow of a doubt it was God that called you to do this thing, to go to this place. And you did so in obedience. And then the struggles of life hit. The difficulties come by. Or perhaps it's just too much time passes and you're left wondering, God, are you still in this thing? Are you still here? Did I hear you correctly in this? I just don't understand. And this is we come to God and ask Him for that reminder and encouragement. He did it for Mary and Joseph through the words of Simeon. We can ask for that reminder. Remind us of his hand in our lives. Encourage us with his presence in his word. Because we all need a little encouragement sometimes. And I pray that you will feel amazed at what the Lord says to you in those times. Let's pray.
are amazing, tremendous, incredible, grandiose, spectacular, miraculous. Lord, you work in so many ways. You work in the lives of the people who call you their Lord. And to those who have not yet called you, Lord, who you are working on through your Holy Spirit, Lord, you are working in them. And no matter where we are today as we celebrate your birth, we pr I pray over my people here that you will encourage them and remind them of the glorious things you have done through your Son and remind them of how you are at work in their lives. Lord, we pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen.